Hello, thank you for joining us on Live, Learn, Love, Lead, a podcast of Bethel Christian Church in Warren, Michigan. Our mission is to live in the power of Christ, learn to become like Christ, love as the family of Christ, and to lead others to Christ. This year, our aim is to grow in these four L's. Listen for this week's thoughts. Welcome to Live, Learn, Love, Lead, the weekly podcast of Bethel Christian Church. I'm Daniel. Hi, this is Danielle, and happy Holy Week as we're getting ready to celebrate Easter this coming weekend. We're recording this on Palm Sunday, and it's just a really special week as we remember and proclaim the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Yeah. Which is what Pastor preached on today. Yeah, he did. (laughs) Um, He talked about, so for our narration... He talked about courageous truth and salvation. He showed us the three-pronged stool of truth. That's creation, salvation, and resurrection. These really important truths that we have to have and not just have and ascribe to or agree with, but embrace and accept. And And let it define our worldview and our, our speech, our action. Yeah, and let the consequences of those truths play out in every area of our life yeah Um, and so he talked about nicodemus we're very familiar most christians are familiar with the john 3 16 passage but that was in the context of nicodemus a pharisee Mm -hmm. coming to him at night secretly asking about what it means to be saved and um and he's what jesus said was you must be born again you must be that it's not enough to simply believe uh, independently. It's not enough even to do works in the name of Jesus. It's yeah. not how we're saved, but that you must be born again. Yeah. I loved how succinctly it was put today because it just the, the truth of the simplicity or the s- simplicity of the truth of it. And uh, it's just, because I'm a very bottom line, black and white thinker. It's like, I appreciated Nicodemus's question. Mm-hmm. You know, what must I do to be saved? Mm-hmm. And Jesus put out there, you must be born again. Yeah. But, and, and then the dialogue that went back and forth there, it's just really interesting, you know, looking at it within our context, you know, here we are in 2023, you know, we're looking back at this, but in, in the middle of that conversation, I'm sure it felt very different um, because scripture is being lived out. Mm-hmm. You know, what we read is was being lived. Mm-hmm. And all of the feelings and emotions and sights and sounds and smells and all those things were real and true and Probably a very emotional, difficult moment Yeah. for Nicodemus. Yeah, because his whole worldview was coming up against this man that was fulfilling everything that he had been living for. Yeah. And so <laughs> just... But he wasn't able to make the connection. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, and I love how Pastor talked about the rest of Nicodemus' story. I know, story. that was one of my favorite parts. You, you know what's funny? I've, I've read these passages before... But today, seeing them just kind of smooshed together, I was like, man, that's so good. 
and watching the the arc of Nicodemus's life going first what must I do to be saved mm-hmm. and then to see him uh, you know at the crucifixion scene going this is what I have that I'm laying before his feet literally mm-hmm. so just just watching that it's pretty incredible yeah you know his that, personal redemption I know that was my favorite favorite part of the sermon I'm looking for that verse too I think pastor said it was in in John 19 yeah uh, at the end of the chapter 39 and Nicodemus who at first came to Jesus by night also came bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes about a hundred pounds then they took the body of Jesus and bound it in strips of linen with the spices as the custom of the Jews to bury now in the place where he was crucified there was a garden and in the garden a new tomb in which no one had let, let yet been laid. So there they laid Jesus because of the Jews' preparation day for the tomb was nearby. So these Jews, these Pharisees, of which Nicodemus was a part, mm-hmm. are the ones who were really demanding the crucifixion of Jesus. And yet there he came. and didn't just come. He brought a hundred pounds of stuff with him. Yeah. You don't. That's no small task. You don't show up with a hundred pounds of anything without making a scene in ancient Israel. Yeah. That is very, Pastor, I think used the word public. Yeah. And coming to the place of the crucifixion and then staying when others had fled. Right. And, and what a way for him to honor Christ in that moment, to still give him the full burial rites of a Jew. a Jew. Wow. Because he knew. He because, known. yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, the Pharisees and, and the, the religious leaders wanted his death. And it doesn't talk about any other religious leader there giving him his burial rights. They all knew what was going on. But Nicodemus said, you know, he's, he's king of the Jews. We need to honor the sacrifice and give him these full rights. And that's it's kind of a really beautiful picture of him honoring that sacrifice. Mm-hmm. It makes me wonder what was on the line for him in that moment. Oh gosh, yeah. And he had to have this moment where he it had it had he had to have wrestled with that. Mm-hmm. If I go and I do this or maybe he didn't wrestle because by that point he had been so convinced and so like it doesn't matter this is Jesus this mm-hmm. is the son of god but at some point there was a wrestling of what this would have cost him and and even if at that point at the crucifixion if there wasn't a wrestling there was an awareness mm-hmm. of what it was going to cost him yeah yep wow So contemplation yeah. <laughs> uh, was something, was there something that you were thinking about? So what I was thinking about, it's not necessarily attached to this sermon today, but I thought, you know, here we are in Holy Week and how often are churches across the world preaching the same message? Mm-hmm. Like Christmas, Easter. So there's a couple of times a year. Uh, when churches across denominations across the world mm-hmm. are unified in their message. Mm-hmm. And here we are, Palm Sunday. Today's probably one of those. Today's one of those days. Mm-hmm. And just the unity 
across. I think that's that's just what I've been thinking about. Or what are the things that unify the church? The capital C Universal Church. It's the the birth, the life, the death, and resurrection of Christ. Mm-hmm. It's like this is this is one of those days that unifies the church. Mm-hmm. It's his triumphal entry. That's really beautiful. Being prepared for the greatest moment in history, the crucifixion and resurrection of Christ. Wow. So that's what I've kind of been thinking about. That's a great thing to think about. That's amazing. I mean, but I think then related to that, I was thinking a lot about Nicodemus in the in the word Hosanna, his triumphal entry, which we're all remembering today um, in this week is what they were crying, Hosanna, which means save us. And mm-hmm. Pastor said it so beautifully. He said the deepest inner cry of every human heart is Hosanna, save us. Yes. And even if they don't, if we or they don't know who we're crying it to, we're crying save us. Yeah. Um, and just, yeah, I just kept thinking about that, that word. That's good. Hosanna. Love that. And that everyone, there's a, it's not a sweeping statement. There's a very good chance that most churches today, Christians said the word, proclaim the word, Hosanna, Hosanna. save us. That's powerful. And what a thing to cry out to the Lord as a universal church. Mm -hmm. Jesus, we need you to come and save us. We need your grace. We need your mercy. We need your wisdom. We need your justice here. Thank you that you came. Yeah. Hosanna, save us. Yeah. Mm Because each of us needs saving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Um, I think we made some Some connections. connections. (laughs) Sort of was covered in the other parts. Questions, questions. I'm not sure yet. Yeah. Because I think the easy answer is, what in my life do I need saving? Mm. Because we we all, on our path of accepting Christ to being in his presence, are in a process of being saved. It's that, that sanctification that Pastor talked about today. It's that process of being made Christ-like. And so what am I needing to lay down today? What am I needing saving from? What am I needing restoration in? What areas of my life need to be made to be more Christ-like? Because mm-hmm. there's, there's always going to be areas. Mm-hmm. Now, one of us are walking perfectly. Not one of us can say, I have made it. Mm-hmm. Even Paul said, you know, not that I have mm-hmm. attained this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I am needing constant, I'm in a constant state of needing him. Yeah. Needing Hosanna. Yeah, to live that. That's good. That's a good question. I think the question that was sticking with me is that um, from Matthew 7, Pastor read this verse, um, when the people that were standing before the Lord said, but didn't we cast out demons in your name? Mm-hmm. And didn't we do this in your name? And Jesus said, depart from me. I never knew you. Mm-hmm. And that is so crazy to me. And But the way I wrote it in my notes was, didn't we blank 
near name. Well, but didn't I go to church every Sunday? But didn't mm-hmm. I put my kids in, you know, in kids' church or in a Christian school? Or didn't I or do whatever? Or didn't I serve at church? Or didn't I share the gospel? And that's not what he's asking us to do first. Right. He's asking us to obey. He wants us to be intentional with the way we raise our kids. He wants us to be intentional and obedient in coming to church, in serving in the body of Christ. But if that is our means to salvation... Then we've missed it. That's how he says that. I didn't know you. You're just acting like you knew me. And you're doing it for him, but we're doing it with him. He came to earth. He left heaven his spot next to the creator god father to come and be with us here to reconcile us to himself so that we might become children of god that's what he's asking of us first and then ephesians 5 1 as beloved children yeah be imitators of christ and live a life of love and so if if you imagine yourself in that situation standing before the Lord, but but I but I didn't but I stopped swearing, but I stopped smoking, but I left my job, but I yeah, fill in the blank, whatever. But if you're not sure you're a child of God, it's there's nothing stopping us from that mm-hmm. except ourselves. good let's pray yeah jesus we thank you for your goodness we thank you that as we step into holy week god that we honor the sacrifice made that jesus first you set aside your your full godliness to be made man to walk this earth to bear the punishment of sin. You bore the punishment of death on a cross for us because you were the only one that could do it and that you rose triumphantly because while the penalty of sin is death, you did not sin, so you did not stay dead. That you rose and you rose triumphant and you rose eternal, and that you paved a way for each of us to be born again. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you made a way that we just confess with our mouth, believe in our hearts that Jesus is Lord, and we can be saved. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. Amen. Amen. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us today. For more information, visit us at BethelChristian-MI.org or find us on social media. To stay updated on upcoming episodes, please consider subscribing to the podcast. We pray you will be empowered to live, learn, love, and lead in the power and love of Christ.